Welcome to Her Legal Global. I'm your host, Faye Gelb. Our podcast is dedicated to providing you with actionable skills to empower your legal career. And today we're welcoming life and success coach, Alice Dartnell. Alice is on a mission to help people create a life by design, empowering them to maximize the results by maximizing their time management and mindset. Past client wins include creating the right mindset for a new promotion, organizations who want to support the development and well-being of their staff, and Alice has had a passion to empower others from her own personal journey and transformation. Overcoming her past hurdles of depression, an eating disorder, and anxiety, she knew that we have to have within us to create a life we love but often hold ourselves back. Her recovery journey taught her that mindset is absolutely critical for success and creating what you want in life. She has a geeky obsession with time management, coming from never wanting to waste any of her precious time going forward, having wasted too many years, to feeling inadequate, unhappy, anxious, and holding herself back. Now she has the business that she loves, empowering people to reach their potential, break through anything holding them back, and use their time properly, creating new positive habits and discovering how to get the best from themselves and find clarity. And so today we're talking about excellence in time management and productivity. I just want to welcome you, Alice. That is quite the background, and I'm very excited for this topic. Oh, thank you so much, Faye. I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with you. So tell me, Alice, what is excellence in time management and productivity? How should we be looking at that? Yeah, I think it's really great to go back to basics. So I really love that question, Faye. And for me, defining excellence has to be a personal thing because it's not about comparison. I think we live in a world nowadays, especially with social media and looking inside everyone's life all the time. It's really easy to compare yourself, but comparison is the thief of joy, as they say. So for me, excellence is very personal. It has to be something that you are happy with that definition. I don't think it is about comparing yourself. I think it's about giving your best you. I also have got to put my hands up, confession, I am a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) So, you know, for for years and years, perfectionism really gripped me. And the problem with that is then you're trying to achieve this level that doesn't exist. So it's not about achieving excellence anymore, but it's achieving this unicorn of perfection, which doesn't exist. And for me, I've started to realize that it's more more about progression rather than perfection. So for me, striving for excellence is about that is about becoming my best me my best version of me it's like a very personal definition in conjunction with that that kind of definition of what time management is I think again it is personal because it's about doing what's right for you and using the time that's right for you I think a lot of people when they're trying to define what is time management what is productivity they think it's about ticking through a to-do list really quickly or they think it's about being super organized or something like that which yeah obviously that is important but it's so much more than that because you could be uber efficient at something you could be super productive at something but if it is a true to you your true values are helping you get what you want from life then is there any point and i think it was laura vandercom who is the author of a time management book called 168 hours and she says true time is filling our lives with the things that deserve to be there and i absolutely love that because again, that for me is what time management productivity about is about is that doing things that are right for you filling the things in your life that are good for you of value to you it's not just about being super organized and super efficient 
immediately start to feel a lot more calmer as I'm listening to you describe that because perfectionism has this way of just loading down our stress onto us and making us feel overwhelmed, unhappy, and unable to get beyond what are the burdens that we feel in our life. I think that having this personal definition is something that is key to moving ahead. Why else is it important to have this? Yeah, I think it's so important for so many reasons because as I say, a lot of people do think that great time management is like being organized, being somewhere on time, reaching deadlines, having an organized to-do list. And that's what we instantly think with time management. And I'm not saying they're not important, of course, but it's, it's a bit more than that. It's about taking control. It's about choice. It's about intention. You know, how do you want to spend your time, especially as well? And I don't just talk about time management from a, pers- a professional setting but also that personal context as well like the amount of people that say to me one of their biggest time management struggles is guilt and they're when they're working they're thinking about their family and how they should be spending time doing that and then when they're with their family they're thinking about work and emails and and it's it there's no choice and intention around that so it's like be mindful and intentional about what you're doing and when it's not about being productive all the time it's not about being switched on all the time because then we feel guilty about taking a break or chilling or doing those kind of things so that's why I think it's so important because it's about creating that life by design it's not about being on productive on it 24 7 it's about creating that life by design that life that you love filling it with the things that are important for you and whether that's being productive whilst you're chilling hanging out with family or you're being productive you know working on business goals or something like that so I think that's why it's it's so important and let's be honest regardless of what you do time is going to tick by so it's up to you to take control it's up to you to live every single minute how you want Um, and I think that's why it's it's so important I I want people to be empowered to have that choice and the intention around what they're doing so that they're truly fulfilled and not just you know on the rat race and on the treadmill and just another day's going by so what gets in the way other than our mindset about perfectionism and what it you know the definition and how it should be applied to excellence what else gets in the way of how we go about achieving this oh my god such a good question and i think so much gets in the way automatically we're going to start thinking like distraction procrastination emails other people yes true but i think on a deeper level it's actually about people not knowing their values or their long-term goals and i think that's so important because how do you know how to spend your time if you don't know what's of value to you or where you're going well that's just to know that (laughs) that's just an excellent definition so tell me more about that so i think it's really really important because as i say it doesn't matter what you do time is going to tick past so time management actually is a bit of a weird terminology because you can't actually manage time it's not like you can put it in the naughty corner on the naughty step when it's misbehaved like you can't actually physically manage it so it's about managing you and the only way to truly do that is to know what it is is important to you and what you're going after i we've only got 24 hours in a day which is quite a lot but you've got to be careful on how you're using those 24 hours how are you utilizing them to create the life that you want so you need to know what your values are and your long-term goals so that you know how to use the time in the best way because it goes back to that personal definition again Faye because how I like to use my 24 hours might be completely different to your 24 hours and I think then when we know our values as well not only are we giving up that need to compare and see what other people are doing but also we can drop the guilt around the activities we're doing so just to give you an example 
I love my fitness and my health. I'm very into that. That for me is a core value and a long-term goal for, my, for, for myself. So I never feel guilty about spending an hour in a gym or spending an hour meal prepping because for me, that is a, a good use of my time. So I don't ever feel guilty for it. When I'm at the gym, I'm at the gym. I'm not thinking about work or anything. So that's what I mean by knowing your long-term goals and your value, which also uh, I need to mention this is dual thinking. And this is sometimes something we often forget in, in time management and when it comes to our goals, because with our time, there's going to be stuff that you're doing today that needs to be done today. Like, you know, even basic things like putting the bins out and showering. But there's also things that you need to do today for the future. It may be that you're setting up something for three, six, nine months, even maybe two years time, especially in the, in the business setting, you know, there may be projects that aren't going to come to fruition for like another 12 months or that you're not going to see the benefit for for another 12 months, but you need to kind of like lay those seeds now. So this is what I call that dual thinking. So it's like doing something today for today, but also doing something today for the future. And that comes into play with the values and the long-term thinking and going, right, well, how am I actually going to be using my time in the best way for now and the future? That's a nice definition of how short-term should be put in there with long term so that we have the combination to be able to achieve this. If we yeah, just think absolutely. of the short term, which is often what we do, because, you know, your day to day life is what is barreling down at the train tracks at you and you have to really think, OK, I need to do this. Thinking long term takes us out of that and achieves that excellence. What would be the way that we would start to develop and practice this as a key skill? We've talked a little bit about the short term and the long term. So how do we begin to actually conceptualize that, build it into our day-to-day -day work and achieve this as we go forward? Yeah, I love that. And I'm very much, if anyone's ever seen my work or my content and social media, I'm always, always banging on, on about practicalities because it's, it's great to know theory, but it's like, actually, how do I apply this to my life? The biggest tip that I would like to give your listeners, Faye, is to block out time for this. We live in a world where we're constantly busy. Busy has become almost like a bit of a badge of honour. And we talk about finding time for stuff like, oh, I'd love to exercise more. I'd love to write my book. I'd love to start that hobby when I find time. Well, truth bomb. You're never, ever going to find time. You have to make the time. And the only way to really do that is, A, know your values and your long-term goals so you can drop the guilt around it, but also block out that time. I am big on planning. I think having structure to your day, structure to your week is really important. So what I always do is on a Sunday, I spend about half an hour, maybe more if you've like got big projects or it's the end of the month or something, but let's say block out 30 to 60 minutes. I do this at the end of the week. Personally, for me, that's on a Sunday, but others that might be a Friday or a Saturday. And what I do is I plan ahead. I plan the next week. And that helps me with that dual thinking. Okay, like what do I need to do Monday for Monday? But what do I also need to do Monday for like three months time? So that for me has allowed me to give, give that space to that thinking, to that concept of dual thinking, that concept of short-term goals and long-term goals. And also ditching that guilt and that perfectionism of I need to do everything and be on all the time and give myself the opportunity to, to have breaks and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd say actually block out the time and make sure you're, you're planning so that you can work out what is the short and the long term but also break stuff down a lot of times we go wrong with our goals and time management is because we look at something and go oh my god I don't know how to deal with that so I'll just ignore it and procrastinate on it and then it never gets done so just that gives you the opportunity to to break it down so when we are looking at this and we're looking at structuring our week and we're looking at the long term we just plan only one week at a time 
or you you related it for Monday for now and Monday for three months down the road, how do we actually get those long-term goals in that may have a number of different steps? What does that look like? Absolutely. So you definitely, definitely break it down. So let's say your project was to, to launch a membership site and it's like, okay, well, that's a pretty big task. Like, how am I going to break that down? It may be that market research. It may be, you know, contacting warm leads, whatever it may be. It's like you really want to be breaking that down. But also when I plan on a Sunday, when I'm not just looking at my week ahead in terms of like what appointments I've got coming up, what social engagements, what like when do I want to go to the gym? When do I want to do this project work? When have I got clients? It's not just about that, but it's also forward looking so that I can start prepping stuff now for the future. So that might be looking into the week after so that I'm not cutting short on deadlines or it could also be making sure that I know what's coming up in the next three months in terms of project work especially if you are in kind of you know say like you had to do market research that might take ages to come back to you before you see like the results of it or before you can feed that into the next phase of the project so yes it's important to plan that next week ahead but you've really got to look beyond that as well and this is why I advocate long-term goals because if you don't know what you're doing in six months, then that's going to be really, really hard for you to break those goals down and go, okay, this is what I need to do for this particular moment for the future. Is there a particular way that you input this into documents or do you have a type of management system that allows you to keep track of your goals or is it simply a Word document? How do you do it? Oh my God, Faye, I get asked this question all the time and I always shock people with my response. I'm old school. I'm a pen and paper girl. Um, so the way I do it is I will work out what my big projects are for the next six months. So I'm talking more in a business context at the moment, but this can be used for anything. So I will map out what my projects are for the next six months and really break those actions down. And that's really, really important from a time management perspective, because often we look at the outcome, like launch membership site start podcasts, secure free new clients, but actually they're the outcomes. We need to really break those tasks down. And then I start working out backwards, like, okay, well, in order for that to happen or that action to happen, what needs to, what needs to occur? What do I need to do? So then we can start breaking it down. I do that simply on an Excel, just because I find it easier to manipulate the boxes rather than on a word. But you can do it on a, on a project management tool like Asana. You could do it pen and paper. You could brain dump, post-it notes, whatever. You just need to like get it out. And then because I know what needs to be done when, then I can start working backwards. So then I just populate my, my hard copy diary, pen and paper style, um, just to just to capture it so it's all in one place and I use one diary for everything and a lot of people don't and I'd advocate having the same diary or project management system whatever you choose to use for your personal and your professional life because we talk about work-life balance but it's not as simple as that it's not like I don't know 5 p.m your last email comes through and you go right that's it I'm done for the day um especially not in this day and age but also because our brains don't work like that our energy doesn't work like that and I think time management is often about energy management so actually I'd say you'd want one diary because if you've got a particularly heavy business week for example you've got a lot of client calls whatever you know things like that just happen you're not also going to want a really heavy social week and vice versa if you've got like a big holiday coming up or big birthdays coming up you're not going to want a really heavy business week for example at the same time so I would advocate like having one system to capture it all and also that will help you then 
collate your deadlines and just make sure you know everything that's coming up so you can horizon scan. Well, one of the things I find is that I'm terrible at estimating the time that something's going to take. Mm. So how do we get around that? That's been one of my biggest downfalls is that I put a ton of pressure on myself to get, you know, these three tasks, uh, you know, done in a day, but those three tasks take a ton of time and it's unrealistic. And then at the end of the day, all you do is feel overwhelmed and stressed and frustrated that you haven't achieved even one of the things because it's taken way longer than you thought. Plus, you can run into roadblocks. You may think that, oh, I'm going to put this blog together. I'm going to have it up and running. And then you run into technical problems. So how do we handle all that? Oh my God, such a good question because yeah, I've definitely done that myself. The first thing I would say is it's really, really important to add a bit of an estimate on how long you think things are going to take. Now, the reason why I share this with you is because maybe, I think it was probably about four years ago, I was still in the corporate world. I was just about to go on holiday and like you do when you're about to take two weeks off, it's like, oh my God, I've got to get everything done before I go on annual leave. So I wrote down this, this to-do list of everything I needed to crack in that day. And I looked in it for that's pretty long and I thought I just just as a little experiment I will put a little estimate of how long I think each thing's going to take me it was 16 hours of work there was no way on earth I was going to crack that in a day I'd already set myself up to fail and that made me really like open my eyes to the fact that I'm doing this all the time no wonder I feel constantly like under pressure burnt out yeah overwhelmed all that kind of thing so I'd say definitely add that estimate of like right say I've got these three tasks this is how long I think it's going to take Another part to that, though, is there's something called Parkinson's law and law of diminishing returns. Now, Parkinson's law is the old adage that we will take as long as we are given to do something. So if you give me 30 minutes, I'll take 30 minutes. If you give me three hours, I'll take three hours. And I definitely notice this if I'm like getting ready to go out and stuff like that. So you've got to remember that. But also law of diminishing returns says that there becomes a point where the input we're given into something starts to dwindle like the output starts to dwindle because we're tired we're fatigued or whatever so actually putting two hours of good quality work into something it has x amount of output but doing three hours doesn't equal you know more return because we, we're getting tired we're getting fatigued so that kind of last hour that we've just put into that project there was no point we we, we should have stopped it's so kind of quit while you're ahead so that's something really important to remember when you're putting like these estimates to your time. But also if you find that you are doing that, but you're still misjudging, then I'd say old school, get a timer out and start timing yourself on how long it takes to do these things. So I started to do that when I was first started my business because I wanted a deeper understanding of how long it actually really took me to answer an email or create a newsletter. So now when I'm planning my week, I've got this rough estimate I know from previous tasks that actually yeah it takes me up 25 minutes to put one newsletter together or 10 minutes to put one social media post together so I've, I've kind of got that benchmark now so it sounds a bit silly and, and maybe something that we've never done before but just get your stopwatch out get your phone out just time yourself on, on, on a few tasks just to see how long it, it takes and my other tip as well would be to add buffers because things always 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 take us longer than we think either because we've just underestimated it or as you say things just come up technical difficulties phone calls you, know, you can't find your login details you have to like reset your programs you know whatever it may be i say always add that little extra buffer in as well 
really like what you just said about using the timer. I think that's an excellent idea because that really gives you some concrete evidence of how long it's taking you to do things. And you can't really argue with that. You can't say, oh, yes, it was only 10 minutes when it was a half an hour. So even if you feel that you should have got it done in the 10 minutes, you now have a much you know, bigger benchmark to be able to say, okay, if I want to achieve it in a, in a quicker time period, now I can begin to implement some streamlining or some other ways of doing the task in order to achieve that. Absolutely. So, so let's just go to this diarizing of your to-do list. What do you think is the thing that gets the most in the way of doing something like that? I know that there's a lot of yeah. people pleasing that we try to incorporate into our world. How would that impact? Yeah. So first of all, just to to explain to your listeners, the reason why I always say diarize your to do list is because we need to block out that time for things. But also going back to what we just said, you know, people do put too much um, on their to do list. When you start diarizing it, you can start to see, oh, actually, yeah, I'm putting far too much on here. Or am I putting the right things on here like we said time management isn't just about ticking through a to-do list really super quick it's actually am I putting the right things in and when we start diarizing it we're almost holding ourselves accountable a bit like you would diarize a doctor or a dentist appointment so you didn't miss it and then we suddenly go oh my oh I'm actually being accountable to myself here so that can be the first blocker people don't want that accountability to themselves it's a bit scary but also on the people pleasing front we often feel bad putting ourselves first whether that's our own projects or our own well-being or whatever so it can be quite scary going do you know what i'm going to diarize my to-do list because you're put almost putting yourself first and then if something else crops up you're going to have to say no to that person because it wasn't in your schedule and then that can make us feel bad But what you've got to remember is one, you can't pour from an empty cup. And two, remember that time management isn't about just ticking for a to-do list and serving other people's needs, but it's about what's important to you, what's of value to you. And by incorporating your personal life into the same schedule, you're making that a real priority. So it's it's not work-life balance, it's work-life integration. And it's like you were talking about, it's a seamless integration from one to the other because that's how we are that's how we think that's how we work that's our natural being our natural state so we can balance it off by saying we don't have to work nine to five especially with covid we can take breaks we can schedule some things in the morning some things in the evening we can take into account our own rhythm and where we're productive and not productive. I believe one of the things that you told me is that productivity is the outcome of good time management yes And so basically what we're doing here is taking our schedule, setting it up for success and incorporating the things that matter to us as we move forward. And that really is what excellence is. It's not something that is a non-personal definition. I think that's very hard for people to get their mind around. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I, I, it's very, very subjective. And I think it's also, it makes people question what is of value to them what their goals are how do they want to create their life and as you say you know it doesn't have to necessarily be nine to five and those are quite deep questions to for people to be thinking about so I, I, I get why this is quite difficult for people at times but absolutely like it good time management is going to to help you be productive and and I don't just mean productive as in like you're working all the time and producing good output but it's about creating that life by design that that life that you love you're moving towards goals you're progressing you're living that life of excellence so that's the expected results we can see anything that you would add 
um, in terms of like productivity? In terms of what we can expect as an outcome if we design our lives in this way and, and try to achieve our productivity by being present and purposeful in how we go about it. Oh, I think there's so many benefits, you know, but just off the top of my head, the, the, the big things are things like happiness, fulfillment, joy, you know, actually live in the life where you go to bed at night and you're satisfied. You know, so many of us are going to bed at the end of a hard day and we're exhausted, but we're not actually satisfied, satisfied with what we've produced or we're not actually content with what we're doing especially if you are a bit of a people pleaser or like me bit of a perfectionist because you're always going to go I could have done more I could have given more I could have crossed one more thing off my to-do list and and that's why I think it's it's good to look at like that whole holistic life by design in terms of your time management and productivity so that you are satisfied and happy and content and live and purposeful so yeah I think there's just so many benefits and also from a mental and physical well-being standpoint as well when you start to manage your timing or productivity better I think that's better for your mental and physical well-being as well. I just want to thank you very much for coming on today's show Ellis. For Legal Global, empowering and transforming us through skills and shared wisdom. For other great episodes, follow us and be sure to check out HerLegalGlobal.com for a community, informative skills-based articles, and to work with me, your host, Faye Gelb.